Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Ben Manis, good morning. Hey, Don, welcome back. Yep, it's uh, good to be back from vacation. So tell, let's uh, let's focus now on what happened and with what you're writing about in Broad and Liberty. Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on. Like you said, uh, you know, I, I I need a vacation next week too. But um, we're we're in a position where we could talk about this shooting, and I could touch on the jailbreak if you like. But let's get into the shooting because it is um, largely narrative driven. Um, we're seeing. So much of what is being covered and not covered by our politicians and our media contributing to this incident. And unfortunately, it isn't completely uh, out of place for this MO to happen where one murder touches off a string of other murders later on. I mean, if you remember the Sandy Hook shooting, Adam Lanza killed his mother and then went on to the school to, to shoot up the elementary school. So, um, you know, we're not sure what originally touched off the first murder and then the random shooting on the street later. But, you know, here's what we do know. We know that this is a very if you, mentally unstable individual. Uh, I, in order to write the piece I wrote for Broad and Liberty, which is in the masthead today, um, I had to go through this individual's uh, social media. And, you know, you saw a lot of positioning on issues. First things first, there was indeed transgender ideology going on here. And this isn't to say that transgender people are inherently dangerous. But when you couple that with the Black Lives Matter ideology that was posted, and then ironically, in literally the next posts, uh, a lot of pro-Trump ideology that was happening. So this is obviously someone who's not all there, doesn't subscribe to one thing. But when you look at our approach toward mental health and the deterioration of it in our polarized society now, um, you know, whether it be BLM, whether it be January 6th or whether it be the transgender movement, we're seeing a lot of people, uh, you know, on a public stage saying this is a fight for life and death. This is a fight for your your survival, even if it is only indeed a political debate that's occurring on the national stage. And when you're already unstable, uh, this creates an environment where you may indeed lash out. And what we do know is since, you know, literally in direct correlation to the talking points that have come out from the transgender movement that have said, you know, people are dying if you don't get the health, the life, you know, uh, gender affirming care, 
or you don't get uh, this, that, and the other. You know, this is a threat against people are dying. And since that ideology and that narrative has been propped up by the media and the Biden administration, we have had now upwards of five. Some say Uvalde wasn't, but there have been four to five mass shootings in, you know, correlating to that time frame uh, conducted by people with transgender ideologies. And then you add the BLM, and everyone remembers the Dallas police shooting, yeah. uh, where, where, you know, a great deal of our heroes were snipered down on a, from a BLM supporter. Um, and, and, and January 6th can be lumped into this because people don't act rationally when they're herded into by these, these narratives, which, by the way, aren't being talked about in the media. Yes, they're very quick to go yeah, to guns. And that's just it, that we talk about the narrative. We talk about what the media is reporting and how they report it. I talk about that so often, Ben. The man accused in the fatal shooting spree in Philadelphia that left the five people dead, four others wounded, um, you know, on obviously it was one week ago tonight. Um, we're getting all this new information, and I should say that he had his first court hearing last Wednesday, identified his 40-year-old Kim Brady character and charged with these 11 total offenses, several counts each. As, as we hear about that, you know, the murder charges, aggravated assault, etc., the question I have is, and there are new questions emerging as far as, do you have any information, Ben Manis, as far as that first victim that was actually shot over the weekend prior to the so-called mass shooting? A lot of people saying, could this all have been prevented had the police not been called to the wrong place, to the wrong home? which just adds to the layers of the questions and the tragedy in the situation. I mean, you, you just covered it. I, I mean, there's right now everything would be speculation. So I'm going to wait till some of yeah. the, the facts come out on that matter. But, I mean, police get dispatched to the wrong location for a myriad of reasons. And everyone's very quick to jump on law enforcement. Oh, you went to the wrong place. Well, if they were called to the wrong place and nothing was happening, and there was no, like, screams for help coming from inside, uh, what are they supposed to do, be mind readers? So, you know, unfortunately, the same thing with Adam Lanza. No one discovered his mother's corpse until after he'd committed the Sandy Hook shooting. Yeah, and I also um, think... We just don't part, know yet. Yeah, and I think part of it is because it was happening the weekend, the first shooting was the weekend before 4th of July. I, you know, I live in the city of Philadelphia as a longtime resident here. There were fireworks going off even the Thursday before. And so I think it, it's rational to think that the police thought, oh, somebody has some, you know, homemade fireworks or they have the smaller fireworks. It was being reported as gunfire. That's what I, you know, I think that adds to adds to it as well. Well, from a firsthand approach, I could say even when it's gunshots, we get sound of gunshots constantly in the neighborhood yeah. that I worked. And they were gunshots, but the problem is when you arrive, several minutes later and the gunshots aren't continually ringing out, you don't really know where to go. Yeah. Um, there is a technology called shot spotter. It's used in Camden. Some locations in Philly have it, but again, you know, if you're not looking at a continuous burst and there's no clear evidence of that gunfire, when you get to the scene, you just, you know, it's 10, eight gone on arrival or, you know, nothing unfounded. There's just nothing going on afterwards. So, Unfortunately, you know, we won't see the correlation until it comes out in court, but it's clearly correlated to this character's individual's um, mental health status. Yeah. And, and we, you know, the, the, the sad thing is, from a journalistic perspective, 
I am very hesitant to trust the the police department of the DA's office in giving the causation of why. Now, as a former detective, I could tell you um, why is a luxury. You know, a lot of people do a lot of irrational things, and, and a motive isn't always making sense. So, you know, if you get the rest of the who, what, when, where, and why, I mean, how, the why is a luxury. But we probably won't hear the why if it's attached to these ideologies or if this person's been motivated by these ideologies because look at the, you know, the Kenny administration's track record. This is the administration, if you go back to, um, you know, when Jesse Hartnett was shot, Officer Jesse Hartnett, um, that's an individual who literally pledged allegiance to ISIS. And the first thing out of uh, Kenny's mouth hours after the shooting was it was guns and there was no connection to terrorism here. So you can't trust these guys because they, they have to forward the ideology at all costs. And what we're seeing now, if you're just studying the numbers, you're seeing a clear correlation to public safety. So stop gaslighting the public. Get in front of these things. Call it what it is when it happens and do something about it. Um, and that's the more pragmatic approach to public safety because this is not going away. Yeah, and I should mention, because you mentioned uh, Philadelphia Officer Jesse Hartnett, he survived that ambush shooting, and he was, remember, he was Man of the, the Year. He got that Man of the Year award during the um, that National Police event. But he was actually on the Zioli show. This was back in, what, 2016? And that one I can smile about because, thank God, he survived it, even though he had that long road to recovery. But that's a great example of the narrative, the media narrative. And I think that even then in 2016, we we didn't know what we now know about the media. We didn't talk about it as much, did we? The media narrative. Now it's a daily thing. But back then, it wasn't as pronounced when we when we talked about it. So I, I love that you brought up Officer Jess. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, think, think about this. Since you since you're bringing up that this is a great point that you being a true journalist with, you know, a great deal of experience in that industry. I want to point out the fact that when Beth Grossman ran against Larry Krasner for his first term, 2017, guess what? She was endorsed by the Inquirer. So the Inquirer, you know, are, are the six ABC are. You know, media bellwethers in the city of Philadelphia have indeed changed with the times. They've gotten more radical since the Hartnett shooting. Um, they're, they're propping up narratives even, you know, when they have something to report. You know, let, let's leave the transgender ideology out of it for a second. If you look at Carriker's booking photo, he's back to a male form. There's a goatee, no makeup, male clothes. Is this person detransitioning? Is this person, you know, what, what was the, what was the, there's a story here and no one seems to want to report it. Yeah. And that's, that's scarier than the actual incident. Because again, like I said, crazy people do crazy things. And when you consider just an average website, healthcare website, for example, they have to have a trust and safety person. Well, where's the trust and safety person for our media and our political leaders who seem to think that they can just shut us out of major incidents and major stories. That's a problem. That's something that is contributing to these incidents. Yeah, and you think about even now, so we have the tragedy of the victims who were who were killed, but then we also have the victims still recovering. A 33-year-old mom 
her two-year-old twins, a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old boy. It just seems like, you know, to your point, Ben Manis, nobody's talking about the fact this was just, these people are unrelated by all accounts. This was not, you know, an event where people knew each other or a domestic situation. This is somebody for, for whatever mental health situation was going on just decided to open fire on innocent victims, kids, mommies, babies. And it is unbelievable to me, even looking this morning, starting my first newscast, all you saw was, hey, we learned new details about this first victim, another tragedy, obviously, but nobody's talking about character and and the 40-year-old trans guy and what we're learning about the shooter. If Just imagine that this were... And I look at this and I think from a media standpoint, imagine this is a 40-year-old white guy who's a banker and a Trump supporter. That's the person who would be in the headlines this morning and every single day. Nobody wants to talk about the shooter because it does not fit this media narrative. And that makes that's dangerous to all of us. And our media is so fixated that, you know, no one pounds a beat anymore. No one goes out and knocks on doors anymore as a reporter. Steve Keeley does. Yeah, Steve does. Okay, Keely and does. There's a few of us. And I think uh, um, Baskerville does too. And um, but, and but you're looking at a national level. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. You're, you're looking at stores, and people are not getting to the root of the issue. And that's the. I mean, look, even the the prison break, right? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening so often in Pennsylvania? Well, can we correlate it to the fact that the state police doesn't want to give peace officer status to corrections officers, and it's been that way for 30 years, even though the corrections association's been asking for it. We're seeing the correlation. No one's reporting it because no one bothers to ask. They just report on the flashy thing and then move on to the next news cycle. And this is what's causing a complete quality breakdown in our public service. I mean, this person has a mental, the character person, to go back to that, has a clear mental health issue. And no one bothered to commit this person. No one bothered to ask if that person needed help. Um, we have a serious problem with mental health treatment to the point where even if a police officer does, you know, 302 someone where they bring them in for observation, where are they going and how long are they staying? We don't have enough beds in the city of Philadelphia. So, you know, they're very quick to get, to jump on why a mentally unstable person was able to buy a gun. This mentally unstable person had a record. So let's get back to Krasner for a second. You know what I mean? How could someone get an illegal gun on the streets of Philadelphia? Well, maybe that's because we're not enforcing the existing gun laws. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is this is an individual where if you're just looking at the tool used and not the person and, and what's going on to, you know, mitigate these circumstances in the future, um, you know, we're not going to solve the problem. And, and it's very clear that the political leaders currently in power do not want to solve the problem. They want to pass the buck, as yeah. they've done for probably three generations now. Ben Manis, thank you so much. Thanks for your insights. As always, my friend, Ben Manis, you can read. Actually, Ben has a couple of articles written about this, about the initial tragedy, the shooting, and then Ben's take as far as the media. Thanks, Ben. You got it, Dawn. Stay tuned. I got a big one coming this week with Todd Shepard. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.